Welcome to the Fat Field Family Podcast, where every week we talk about things like nutrition, training, how to live a healthy and active lifestyle with your little ones, peaceful parenting, education, and of course, mindset. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Keto Counterculture, at Fatfield Mom, and at Fatfield Kids. And search for Fatfield Family on YouTube. To stay up to date with everything we're doing, sign up with your email at www.fatfuel.family and check out our blog for workouts, meal ideas, and all the other cool stuff we love to talk about. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Hi. Hi. How are you? Surviving. <laughs> can't lie, guys. Sorry. It's been a pretty long couple of weeks. Um, this is the first time we try to get back in here. Not only are we a little bit shell-shocked still, but we also totally forgot <laughs> how to record and how to do everything. The but, people who are, if you're listening to this, though, it hasn't been that long since you heard the last podcast. Yeah, Because by the time this week. comes out, it'll only be like one week between each episode. So I feel like we should be doing something. First of all, I want to look at you, but I don't want to get away from the mic because I like looking at you. <laughs> But I guess I'm just going to look at the mic and just pretend. <laughs> pretend <laughs> I'm not sitting right here. But um, I feel like we should tell people every time we drink coffee, we should tell them what we're drinking. Um, so what are you drinking? Well, what is that coffee? Is that the caffeine? And caffeine? No, this is That's actually a uh, something a local, uh, a local roast that I found at Sprouts. Well, I just mixed it with some heavy cream and I did... Put some neural rose. What is it called? Super cream. Super cream. Um, now it does have some adaptogens in it, so I'm gonna be carefully monitoring how I feel over the next few days because I did test uh, sensitive to mushrooms. However, it's been um, at least over a month where I've been avoiding my yellows and reds and starting my gut healing process, and so. I'm just testing it out, see what happens. But if it makes me feel any, in any way, it can also kick rocks. Because I'm just like <laughs> literally mad at every food at this point. Like they're just punished. Like you're in timeout, get out of my face. I think it's, I think it's relevant to today's episode because today we're going to be going over our nutrition philosophy. And um, I think you've been very good at just being consistent with trying to avoid as much as possible the the foods and items that came up as yellow or red in your MRT food sensitivity panel, which when we have Ali Miller on, we could talk about that. We could talk more about it. It's very um, in-depth. It's very complicated. There's, um, there's apparently, apparently after going through this whole process of healing your gut and avoiding these foods that you can actually change your sensitivities and uh, change your, you know, but honestly, I have to be super honest. Those tests are very expensive and I got it, you know, <laughs> a little bit better price, but those tests are very expensive and I'm not, I don't see myself investing any more money in a food sensitivity test when I could just eat steak. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. And avoid everything all the time. And feel fine all the time. Now, the only other thing I guess is like I would definitely, um, the only other thing I'm going to try to experiment with, but I want it, there to be a method to it, is just some carb up. And by carb up, I mean like one apple or something or like a handful of berries. Okay, but w to tell them what you mean by that and when um, that would be. What I mean by that and the reason why I would even do that would be because uh, for hormonal reasons. Because I, I, look, don't quote me on this. I'm probably going to get this totally wrong because it's all sciency and I just don't know the details. But Ali Miller does talk about how it's like a leptin depletion, okay. right? Or something yeah, like so that. Or I'll, like a, I'll tell, yeah, um, it's a leptin deficiency. Deficiency. So, mm -hmm. Well, usually what you'll see is um, leptin resistance, which is right. um, a lot of the time accompanied by accompanied. Uh, to insulin resistance. So people who are insulin resistant may also be leptin resistant. And leptin is the, the hormone that makes you feel full. And what happens with keto is a lot of people, they, they continue to lower their insulin. They continue to, the blood sugar gets lower and their leptin gets low. And then it, their leptin gets to a point where they're never hungry. 
And which is how I kind of feel all the time. Yeah, that, very, I don't feel that. It's very hard for me to eat sometimes. So I'm sure. And, you know, with just being a woman, everything is harder as well. So, um, yeah, I'm going to definitely experiment with that to see if it um, helps me out. I do suspect I probably have progesterone deficiency. I have a kit waiting for me in my room to test. I, it's just been a rough few weeks, so I haven't been able to test. You have to test at a certain time. And then maybe that can just give me a little boost um, during the month around my cycle when I feel really bad. And if it doesn't help, well, then just back to me, really. <laughs> so why don't we take a quick five minutes or less to talk about what happened? Um, we're not going to be able to go into too many details because there's legal stuff involved, but um, let's just talk about what happened, what we've been doing, and where we are now. So what happened was... What, how long has it been at this point? It's been two and a half weeks. Well, actually, today, 21 days ago. So 21 days ago, which was um, August 7th. <laughs> it's so hard to talk about. But um, yeah, we received the call no, ever, no parent ever wants to uh, receive. Um, our son had been involved in our youngest son, Dean. And for those of you who follow us, you probably already know this. But for those who don't. Um, he had been involved in an accident where he was struck by a vehicle, his body. He was not in another car. He was a pedestrian. And all I can say is that it was not his time. And God has a plan for him because there's Amen. no other explanation for how my son survived that without broken bones, without any, any serious internal organs, injuries or anything. Nothing to a skull. Not his to brain. say, though, he did go. It wasn't just butterflies either. It was very difficult for him. He went through a lot of pain. Um, you know, he went through hell pretty much, but if you see him now, you wouldn't know. It's amazing to see him. And honestly, every day is a gift and um, we appreciate each other so much more. It's not like we didn't appreciate each other, but... Hashtag Memento Mori. <laughs> How's that? Yeah. For a reminder. Yeah, seriously. And, you know, I keep on saying it. I've said it a million times, like, we handled it well. Yeah, who knows? We did. There's so many things about that day that were just like, we I felt like God was well. preparing me or something. Yeah, tell. why don't you go into that a little bit? Because that's, that's well, you haven't revealed that. that? Morning. Oh, okay. Well, what, well I <laughs> yeah. do remember now, actually. So I am not the, well, if you know me, you know I'm not the Zen one. I'm just not, you know. I'm not I'm Zen either, though. <laughs> yeah, Danny is working on I can be it. more Zen yeah, than you. He could totally be so. more Zen than me, but I can also be more Zen than you sometimes. So Very we trade true. off. Yep. Um, we pick up the slack. We're in. When the other person's losing it. Mm -hmm. But um, anyways, um, also just being homeschooling mom, like, guys, there's tired, and then there's homeschool tired. No offense, but I also don't care <laughs> because it's just a fact. Like, don't tell me that you weren't so excited to send your kids back to school because you were. I could see it in your face, and it looks like pure freedom, and I'm jealous. <laughs> Can't lie. Some, over the years, I've started to get a little bit more jealous of the back to school pictures, but then the thought of it, I just can't do it. So, but that's just my personal choice. But the truth is, is that when you're with them all day, you know, when it's 9am, my kids have not stopped saying my name, mom, 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 well, your kids just in school, they're just not around <laughs> you. And you're just like in this quiet Zen of a peaceful butterfly space that I don't know. Well, there's other, there's other stresses that you deal with in work though. Exactly. Maybe you're at work. Um, if you're a stay at home mom though, then just Screw you. Fine. <laughs> I'm super jelly then. <laughs> uh, just kidding, guys. Um, no, I am super grateful to be able to stay home with my kids and do this for them. Um, so what happened that but morning? But yeah, so that morning, I'm just always stressed out. And Dean had, I don't know what he ate, but he had, you know, had a, a little bathroom accident, a poop one. And I was running late and I was just like... It's funny because like I knew I should be mad and I should be annoyed, but for some reason I just wasn't. And I felt this peace over me. But then, oh, what else? Oh, my workout. That's what else. Yeah, Dude, something. there was multiple things. Okay. Yeah. So then I get to the gym and Danny, I'm like one set into my workout. And if you know me, that's like the only time <laughs> that I, just remember I can like relax ever <laughs> oh, throughout man. my insane day. It's like the only three hours of my day where people are not constantly calling for me. Mom, 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 
mom, I'm mad. <laughs> and so it's just like, so anyways, Danny locked himself out of the house. And so I had to cut my workout short. I really lock myself out of the house. My house key was taken because you gave the yeah, key to Yeah, something the- happened where I had to come home. Danny didn't have a key. Our friend had the key. She was in Orlando, of course, when she lives like two minutes away. But she was, <laughs> of course, she was in Orlando. And then um, I had to come home, cut my workout short. Any other day, that would have been the actual worst thing to ever happen to me. But for some reason, I was just like zen. I don't know. Yeah, you did. I was you just handled like, it. Pretty well. I was like, I, I should be mad and it is annoying, but I don't, I'm also just tired of being mad. It gets to a point where you're just so exhausted <laughs> from being stressed out all the time and you just want to feel happy. So anyways, those, those no, looking back though, it's obvious to me that that was just like God preparing me or just, I don't know. I don't know who you can't explain that, that why that day I felt that way. Like the peace that I felt like not to stress out. It's like, no, no, this isn't one to stress. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Let's give you some real. And then, yes, and then the cortisol definitely hit the roof for sure. It was definitely a nightmare. Anyways. Yeah, so it, it, was, a, it was the worst day of our lives. And um, we had a terrible two days in the hospital. But um, we, it's been amazing ever since, honestly. Dean has recovered very, very quickly. And uh, since then, we've launched the blog. We've done so many things. By the time, actually, this podcast is out, I will have quit my job. Because I'm quitting this Friday. Are you really? Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> um, so I'm quitting my job this Friday. <laughs> and um, and so it probably awesome will stuff. have been less than a month since I've quit by the time this comes out. Yeah. Um, so we, we wanted to continue doing these intro episodes. And uh, we're going to talk about all of our different philosophies and kind of give you guys a, a glimpse into how we do things. We're not saying it's the best way. It works pretty darn well for us. But hopefully people can learn something from it. And um, and then after that, we're going to start bringing guests on and all that. But the other thing that we're going to be doing is we're going to be putting this stuff on YouTube. So at some point, we'll figure out how to do the video and the audio at the same time. Yeah. So you guys won't One be getting it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but here we are. And we the blog is launched. The blog's doing awesome so What's far. What's the blog? Fatfueled.family. Yeah, we should definitely record like a thing to like put in the beginning. Yeah, well, I think or we did. The end. I think we did. We in the intro. Family. Oh, we yeah. did, right? Yeah, we did in the record, intro. Uh, yeah. record that awesome sauce. Woohoo! So let's dive right in. Let's. So talk today we're going to be talking about. And... Okay, well, what, well, did you say what we were going to talk about today? Yeah. So today's going to be the nutrition philosophy. Nutrition. Like we said. We're going to talk and about our nutrition philosophy. People kind of have heard our our nutritional backgrounds, but I think we should. Go into them, not too detailed, well, but just yeah. kind of so we'll they just, get an overview. Because I've said this a million times. In, um, so for background, uh, nutrition background, pretty much typical girl. Uh, you know, I grew up with a dance background, so lots of restriction, mainly restriction, and just trying to find the next quick fix. Um, I did dabble with vegetarian diets, never really vegan <laughs> because, good Lord, every time you I stood up. You still been kind of a vegetarian when I met you. Right. I was a vegetarian up until I got pregnant, yeah. and then my body immediately said, "Eat a steak because you have a child inside I of you, that. That and it needs awesome. to grow." I was very happy to hear that. When yeah, you... and it was just a weird thing for me because okay, and here's something I gotta say this real quick because I have some friends that are trying to get out of like that that mindset as well, and their problem is like, oh, it just it grosses me out. It grosses me out. I can't eat it. I can't eat it. Well, neither could I back then because I did that to myself where I told myself these things for so long that it was gross to me. It was gross to me. And I didn't crave it. And the more, you know, your body will respond. The less you eat it, your body's going to be like, it's going to give up. So it's not going to crave it anymore because you're feeding it something else. Um, and even with the fattier cuts of steak, like I couldn't do that at first. But so as soon as I got pregnant with Desmond, uh, my body was like, it was the strongest craving ever it was like eat a steak it wasn't even like chicken like eat a steak and <laughs> I listened because I was pregnant and I was starving and um yeah so that's um that's pretty much like how I grew up a lot of restriction um vegetarian mainly restriction though like eating eating an apple for dinner or stuff like that I'm you know always been an athlete so when I was a kid, I didn't really eat a lot of junk food. Um, we didn't have a lot of money, so I didn't even you know, have the option. So we did eat home-cooked food, but it was typical Cuban rice and beans, you know. Still better, though. Fricasse de pollo, you know, picadillo, you know. 
ground beef, chicken, you know, fricassee. They say that. In fricassee. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And, you know, all the, all the typical Cuban dishes. And then in high school, you know, my dad would take me to Burger King or McDonald's after football practice. Yeah, and then I, I would get, that. you know, all, all the, the double quarter pounders and the double whoppers and the, the McFlurries and all that. Cause I had, to put I had on, a ton of McFlurries. Yeah. And you, we had to put on size, but we didn't, we were just like, you know, anything is good. Right. Um, and I, you know, in college learned a lot about nutrition. I was always kind of like, I was never super high carb. I was always like moderate carb. I, I did a lot of reading like uh, Dr. John Berardi. I always talk about him, precision nutrition. To this day, that company is still going and they're, they're reputable and they're smart. Um, we did, we went to paleo. Yeah. Then we were joint as a, after that. Cause we did point, everything. We together. did everything together after that. So which was, is, which is by the way. We highly recommend it. It's part of this philosophy is it's so much easier when you do it together. It just is. Um, and if the mom and dad are doing it, then at that point, there's literally no excuse for the children. Cause like who buys the groceries, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause, and even we did that for a while. So I get it. Like I was literally buying my kids crap knowing how horrible it was, mm-hmm. but yeah. So that we did paleo. Uh, which was great. It was so awesome. It was so refreshing. That was when we were like really getting into like whole real foods. And we did primal too because we did like raw, raw milk. Dairy, yeah, raw we milk were just food. all about that. Like a lot of like I, my favorite was probably Weston A. Price minus yeah. the greens. I didn't really ever care to dabble into like soaking and sprouting. Even though if you do eat greens, that's the only way to do it. Only yep. way. And then yeah, we did. Then we, you know, when Danny started powerlifting, as you've all heard, we did the, if it fits your macros, I can never really have that high carb anyway. My body never allowed me to have more than a hundred carbs a day. And even then it was so miserable. Um, and then, yeah, you guys know <laughs> if you've heard our, how many podcasts, by the way, have you say we've been on? 23 different episodes of. Between the both of us. Between the. Both of us. Actually, it's it's twenty five because that's awesome. There was two that I that I haven't included. Nice. And I know at some point someone is gonna say, "Hey, you forgot to list my podcast on your podcast page of their blog." But and we'll say thank you for reminding me. Yeah, because... I needed the link. I couldn't remember. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that feels good. The air just turned on. Okay, yeah, I was getting a little warm <laughs> in here too. Uh, we got we got all these lights and everything, and um, so okay. Back to the diets, real quick. Um. So yeah, what, when Danny was done with powerlifting and his knees were hurting and he was feeling bad and I was sick of being depressed, we finally were like, keto, I was all in and we haven't looked back since. It's been two, and almost it just two gets and a half better. years. Yeah. And it honestly just gets better and better. We don't stop at keto. We like to be, we like to, you'll find out soon enough that we like to be the actual aliens of aliens in within any community so it's not that it's not that we it's not it's not enough that we're already keto and that already makes us weird we have to also we have to be weird within the keto community so i know but it's like this is why we always do this though i know but i I, this this is why we did with paleo too we're so weird but it's like here's some raw milk this is why i love you my love because seriously like you know you you and i are on the same page when it comes to like when when weirdness what'd you say weirdness well it's just that we read about stuff and we we both want to continue to learn and learn and learn. Yeah. And we, we never want to stop learning. And so when I tell Maura, like, hey, guess what? Yeah. It's just... You know, we're, we're, we're not going to do this anymore. Oh, really? Why? Well, because of this. Oh, okay. I guess we're not going to do this anymore. <laughs> oh, and by the way, th- on that topic, it's funny because I started the whole, like, let's try to get rid of plastic. This is bad. <laughs> Back in our paleo days. And then Danny never really cared. And again, this yeah. is why you have to do it as a joint effort. This is yeah. why it doesn't work. Since he didn't care, we were like, yeah. it didn't work. And then. The minute he was all all in, I was like, oh, this guy went crunchy. That's it. Yeah. It's happening because I've just been waiting. Now, I mean. I'm always waiting to be more crunchy. You I tell know. me that our next thing is like waste. We we have a lot of cycling. And, yeah. We have a lot of recycling, not really waste. Well, not the thing really. is we that we're the never, the, we never can keep up with the recycling because it's yeah. always like, especially now that they sent so much stuff to Dean, you know. Oh my gosh, the Amazon boxes. The boxes okay. and boxes. All right. Let's get into it because we're blabbing around. Yeah, so we um, went through so our background. So that's our background. So let's start. We, we have about seven different things Points that, that we want to like that we want to talk about. And then if we have time, we can talk a little bit about supplementation and stuff. You know, because, That's one of them. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. All right. So why don't you do the first one, and then I'll do the second one. We'll okay. go back and forth. Perfect. So 
Uh, number one, first and foremost, is model the behavior that you'd like to see. And I just kind of had an epiphany about this because we always talk about it when it comes to children and like in reference to like your kids. But I have started to tell people to model the behavior for their friends, for their family, for their coworkers, because that's how it is. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, oh, my, everyone in my job is keto now because of me. <laughs> well, my coworkers. Yeah. And it's because of them. And I'm like, even though, even if you don't have to be a whatever Instagram influencer with oh, thousands of followers or millions of followers, you could just be a regular person who is doing it and you're going to still affect everyone around you and you can get your family on board. You can get, but you're coworkers. also not, you don't have to be proselytizing. I think. People, no, I feel like pe- you don't have to really do anything. At first people are totally going to balk at you and just but tell if you, you you're if crazy. You Show the example. They're they're going to ask you. You're not model. We're not here to be they will the vegan you. CrossFitter, you know, um, zealot types that are telling you to like push keto on everybody. But when no. they see what happens, they're going to ask. You just yeah, you know, they just they're going to ask exactly. Even you know, our friend's daughter who goes to school every day, which is different than us because my kids are eating lunch with me all day, so it is it's easier, honestly. So what she does is actually harder in that sense because she's going to school every day. And her friends are asking. They're going to ask. Yep. They see her every single day with her food, and she's always saying no. She's so strong. And they're going to ask. So model the behavior that you want to see. So that goes with nutrition, with, you know, that's going to be a part of our fitness thing too because that's another behavior that you would model. What else can we say about that? Honestly, it all comes down to you're not going to buy fat-burning supplements from an obese person. You're not going to um, listen to someone who's broke about business um, advice, you know, and just like that, your kids are not going to listen to you to tell them to not eat this and to eat that. And this is why we should, when they see you, you know, huffing down Twinkies, they're just not going to do it. They, 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 they do what they see. Yeah. They don't do what they hear. Yeah. The, the, the people who can't get their kids to do it, it's because they're not doing it either. Um, you got to model the behavior. You got to show them it's possible. And you know what? Sometimes you got to do it, especially if the kids are older. You might have to do it for a year or so for them to see your results, for them to get some more symptoms. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, because that's another thing. People learn through pain. So some someone might not see the need if they're like a lean person, but then usually they'll have like an autoimmune thing, but then it'll get worse, you know, and people are watching. They are. They're watching. Just keep doing your thing. Keep getting your results. Keep showing that keto facelift Friday. And because the results are going to come. They're going to happen. Yep. No matter what. I'm going to say something too. Like, so with the kids, because a lot of people are, um, they're coming from an unhealthy background and they're like switching. So it's not like, not as, not everybody is lucky enough, like as us, as lucky as us that we, we basically knew this stuff when the kids were really young, you know? So, you know, a lot of the stuff was before the boys were even born, you know, when, when you were nursing and when, you know, when pregnant. Um, so some people are going to be coming at this from a, you know, they're trying to get their health back in order. Their kids are already six, seven, 12, you know? Yeah. And so what we would say is along with modeling the behavior, you're going to be having conversations about how good you feel. First, the first thing you would do, I would recommend is to, to take some time to talk with your child about the new changes in your life. Hey, check this out. I'm doing this. I learned some new stuff. Um, you know, I kind of had it wrong before. And I just, you know, I just want you to know, like, if you see different things, you see that I'm buying different things is because I'm doing this and I'm doing it for my health. And I want you to know that. And it has nothing to do with them. Yeah. You know, it's just, you're telling them what you're doing. And I think you're showing that vulnerability. It, 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 it helps you connect with them. Yeah. And then just be super vocal and about how you're feeling, especially with like little children. Like you don't have to do that to your 12 year old. That's so annoying. Like, wow, I'm so feeling so good fasting right now. Uh, your 12 year old is going to be like, you're so annoying. But, um, I do it for my little children. So, um, for example, like when, before the kids are keto, we were keto for a full year before they were. And so, um, they still had their, you know, crack crap around the house. And they, they and were kind of mostly good though. I mean, no, we, we had the weekends and we had like, it got bad at some point, but it got bad. Cause then like, like when we got busy, point, it was yeah. like, a few days a week of yeah. like drive through. Yeah. And so they would like offer me a bite of their cookie or whatever. And I took that up. That's a, that is an opportunity right there to politely decline and explain why. And they'll ask why they will. They'll be like, why? Because for them, it's like, why would yeah, you not eat good. this delicious 
chocolate chip cookie right now. And you're like, well, I know it's delicious, but I cannot eat that because such and such a reason. Um, it makes me feel bad. It's just, I don't like the way it makes me, my body feel. It's not good for me. Um, and that, those kinds of things. So yeah, that's the main thing. So you'll, you'll always, that's, it starts And you'll hear modeling. us say model the behavior like 5 million more times, promise. Unschooling, it's parenting, be for everything. everything, fitness, all of it. Um, all right, so we're going to go to number two. And the reason why, I think it's ironic that I'm doing number two. <laughs> because... It's because um, you're not that. <laughs> well, I'm trying to get there. I'm trying yeah, to get there. but that's okay. It's just a... Pr- I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. So uh, number two is about relying on your body to tell us to tell you when to eat. And, um, you know, you're not relying on external factors. You're not relying on... It's breakfast time. Yeah, times. You're not relying on uh, occasions. Like, this is this is a special occasion. I, I have to eat. You're not relying... All those things. We eat for different reasons. So, I, like, I'm not going to just sit here and tell you guys that food is fuel and that's it. You know, there are times in our lives when we eat to have fun. But, like, with regards to the kids... Um, first of all, when we talk about relying on our bodies to tell us when to eat, it's, we're not going to say, Hey, sit down and eat your breakfast. Hey, sit down and eat your lunch. We do try to sit down for dinner, um, as much as possible. We're trying to make an effort of that. And, and most of the time we're all hungry at the same time. And if, if one of us, is, one of us is not, one of us won't be at the table. That Well, they still sit, they can still sit there. With yeah. Us. Yeah. They we still, we still encourage them to do that. Um, and, and. Now that I'm diving deep, and this is going to be something that I unpack later in mm-hmm. detail, the mindful eating stuff, because yeah. I've done a masterclass. I'm in the middle of reading a book uh, by Dr. Michelle May on, uh, it's called, um, Am I Hungry? I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm just like, you're not hungry. Oh my gosh. And I, and I'm always like, I'm always like, you don't understand. It's appetite. I'm like, no, it's in your brain. Yeah. Because, well, there's a difference hungry. between appetite and hunger. You know, hunger is physical. And um, appetite could be physical too. Don't get me wrong, but ap- appetite is more like I want to eat. Hunger is like I need to eat. But appetite just sounds like a pleasure thing. It is. It is. And for me, um, it's, it's as like a- simple as getting pleasure from food, which is very, very unhealthy if that's what you're doing all the time or if you're, that's what you're doing every night. And I can almost guarantee that there are a lot of people. Well, hopefully, there are a lot of people listening. <laughs> Um, but I can guarantee if there are a lot of people listening, a lot of those people are finding themselves in this cycle of every night, you know, you, you find yourself in this weak spot and you're like, and I just want to <laughs> eat. And then you eat and you immediately regret it immediately. Immediately. And, um, I'll say like, uh, it, it, this has been very recent for me. Uh, let's go ahead and say it. Um, last night. Yeah. Like first night was yesterday. <laughs> the first night was yesterday. Where and I didn't eat anything. I did it after dinner. But what did I do? It felt amazing. And I felt great. I I woke up this morning so grateful, first of all, because also the the things that I did. Did you lose weight? Yes, I did. I lost a pound. And (laughs) I lost a pound because I'm so, you know, I was bulking with Ben. And um, but then with with Dean's thing, I just went off the rails because yeah, he's an emotional eater. Definitely an emotional eater. Stress I, eater. I I put on like a good nine ten pounds in two weeks, easy. I put on six. Um, I'm way more used to pulling back the reins just because of I've just had more practice, guys. It's not yeah. it's not necessarily a good thing. No, it's actually mean? good though. Because it is good now because now my relationship with my food and my body is healthy, but I still have those disciplines. From my days of restricting where I just see, and honestly, guys, in a way, this is why I kind of think it is for me. If you're not going to, if you obsess about the number on the scale, please do not get on the scale every day. Yeah. But the reason that I do it is because it keeps me in check sometimes. Yeah. But also you, you have, you have things that this is amazing for me because I'm like, Oh my gosh, this groundbreaking thing that I've learned from mindful eating. It's this thing where you you ask yourself, you know, am why I am I hungry? Am I'm I like, hungry? I told you that already. And what are the reasons why I want to eat? Am I is it because <laughs> is it because I'm I'm am I trying to say things to to justify the eating? Well, I should be eating right now. Well, you know, I I walked an extra 2 feet, you know, I maybe I should eat right now. You know, and these are things that Maura's been doing forever. Yeah, and it's funny. It's like one of those things where like 
I'm like, I told you that. You're like, you just needed to hear it from someone else. It's I fine. Did. I don't take it personal because we yeah. all do the same stuff. And I do the same thing to like you. Like when your mom you tells you, you don't me. listen. I know. <laughs> you know. But yeah, so a body scan because that's what I, I would try to tell him. So, okay, I will say one thing. It's hard to be intuitive if you're eating carbs because carbs messes up your hunger signals and your hormones and your insulin's crashing and spiking and doing all these weird things. So with keto, much easier to be intuitive. Yeah, that's true. Um, it, it's literally an instant thing too. Like when I was at doing if it fits your macros, it's one of those things that you're just like eating and thinking of your next meal. Um, never satisfied. And literally like two days into keto, I was like, oh, I don't need to eat breakfast today. Cause I am not hungry right now. You know, it just keeps you full fat, keeps you full longer. And, um, it's just much easier to be intuitive. So the body scan, replacing the behavior. What did you replace it with yesterday, Danny? Oh, I'm, I'm telling you if I, if you guys could do this too, go for it because it's amazing. We should do a whole episode on mindful eating. Oh yeah, we no, we we're gonna do a series because there there's so many things. We gotta get like professionals up in here. Well, hopefully we can get Dr. May. I mean, she hasn't responded. If she doesn't, if she's and Dr. Too cool, Georgia Eid would be great. She does a whole series. I have to send you that video. Emotional yeah, the eating. emotional eating. But um, so there's so many aspects to mindful eating. There's the it's the body, um, body, um, mind and soul. Kind of. So it's not just your bodily scan, it's, it's your mind. What, what are you thinking about? And then it's your, what are you feeling? It's all of those things. And then you're looking also at all the factors, um, the physical factors, the external factors, like, like time to eat and all that. And then um, like environmental. And then there's also emotional factors, like what are you going through? So there's a bunch of stuff that we're going to get into. But just for this intro episode, um, if you are one of the people that are listening to us say that it's easier to be mindful and it's easier to um, control your cravings with keto and you're frustrated because you feel like you, you haven't can't. quite seen that, stay tuned because at least one of us still has that issue. Yeah, and, Danny's still tracking. He has to track. And not only that, well, I, I don't, I track, but it's also like I, I've, with the with the the carnivore now that Maura and I have both recommitted to carnivore because I've been experimenting and doing all this stuff and then I'm like wait a second I feel the best when I'm carnivore and Maura has no option but to be carnivore yeah. so um so I I'm not tracking as much but the 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 whole emotional aspect and the whole overeating thing I've been doing that even within keto and I and I'd never I don't cheat I just overeat a ton of fat and a bunch of stuff so um so stay tuned because we will provide help with that. So why don't we go to um, number three, which is kind of related to number two, though. Well, you already kind of said that one, yeah. All right. So we, we, we eat dinner together. We do that because we like to pray together and we like to come together and talk about what was our favorite part of the day. And then, Okay, but hold on, because there are studies. Maybe I could dig it up for this show notes or something. I'm going to have to do that now that I said it, but <laughs> <laughs> darn it. Um, but... I don't know where I've heard it, but I've heard it said somewhere that there are studies that children who are raised in homes where you eat dinner together as a family, they do better in school, they have better oh, uh, social skills. And here's the thing, they, they have less depression. And that makes sense, guys, because it's a way to check in. Life gets busy. And if you are not sitting down and putting your phones and tablets and all this crazy stuff away, especially in this this you know, day and age, this connected day and, day and age that we are just always connected. No one's ever paying attention. So it's just very important. It's so important. Check in with your kids. And, um, it's, it's a, it's and we like to do what we like to ask about, like the best and the worst part. Yeah. So what was that? We don't say the worst. We always say what's the most challenging part. Oh, the part challenging. We do. We, so, we, we do so that. we say like, you know, what was your favorite part of the day? What was the most challenging? What was the hardest part of the day? And um, this for us, like I said before, we're we're kind of fortunate in the sense that we we spend a lot of time together and now that I'm going to be quitting my job, we're going to be together even more. And, um, but if your kids are at school, then it's even more of a reason to sit down and connect with them and have them open up. And if they are in that trust mode where it's just a habit of sharing with you, your connection is going to be better. So that's very And they're going to feel more comfortable sharing with you yeah. when they get older, which is when it matters. Really. Exactly. So I'll let you take this one because that one was a, that, that doesn't really count. Okay. So the next one is involve your children in the buying and cooking process. Um, so let's talk first about the buying process. Cause I like to share this little tip that I've used with my kids. 
So here's the deal in my house. If you want something, you better buy it yourself. Okay. Period. Whatever it is, because one, we're trying to be minimalistic. We don't like to focus on stuff and we don't want our kids to focus on stuff. And we also want them to learn the value of money and make those financial mistakes now. Yeah. When it's cheap. When it's cheap instead of making, you know, a 20 grand mistake when they're older. I'd rather them just make like a $100 mistake, you and know, when they're so 12. Even, yeah. Cause it's not even there yet. We're like at the point yeah, where like we buy dollar store yeah. toys because we can't, but you know we what? Can't wait. Here's the thing. And now we've learned, but we've learned, yeah. we've learned Desmond has bought multiple and it takes forever. Sometimes he's bought <laughs> multiple $1 toys from the dollar store that are crap. And I tell him they every time and... it's going to break. It's crap. You know, you should save your money. Um, and we've stopped doing that. So it's very important. So the same goes for food. We have a grocery budget, um, and we choose to not spend our money on crap food. Now we do, um, what I do is when we go to the store, I'll give them each, uh, like 10 bucks. You can decide however much is good for your family to pick out whatever they want within reason at the grocery store. They know better to not and look here's the thing when they when you put that responsibility into their hands they want it to happen again so they aren't dumb i don't even really give them parameters because no, you never have we i never actually have. never have i don't think really and, and, and they and have never really brought me anything crazy either so nope. um you'll be surprised at what they'll pick i mean probably wouldn't be able to do this with a kid that eats really bad all the time though. Cause that's just what they want all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? They'll like, pick candy. Yeah. Or so you or might have to crap. give some parameters at first, you know, within reason, no sugar, no grains. Uh, right. And so the kids, they do so well. Desmond will pick out like kefir. <laughs> we always like, use that example because I use this example cause it cracks me up. It does. It does. And a he loved fruit, it. A fruit, which for them, by the way, the best thing about having your kids keto is that you give them an apple and it's like the best day of their entire life. Like, <laughs> You might have just given them an apple cake. Like, you don't need a cake. I'll put an apple with a candle and they'll be like happy as pie. Bananas. Bananas are, oof, bananas, forget it. It's like, whoa, Berries. best day ever. Okay. So <laughs> back to what I was saying. They'll pick, he'll pick out like kefir, a piece of dark chocolate. Okay. And then like a fruit or I don't know, something else. But like they actually make really good choices. And so it's good to put that responsibility on them so that they can practice making good choices with their money, but then they also feel like they had a say, Do you know what I mean? And so they also feel like, you know, you're not like depriving them. Um, so that's for the buying, um, for cooking, you, you know, the deal, you got to get them involved in the kitchen. Don't do it when you're in a hurry. Cause you know, they make a mess and you know that their help isn't really help. Yes. And that's such a good point. You know, if you're going to do it, don't be a douche, you know, like you can't, you, you have to you expect a mess. You have to, you know, it's going to be messy. It's not help, really. We all know this. You're really just <laughs> You're letting have to them scoop out eggshells, getting involved, and but you know what? This is another way how children learn. Like, how are they gonna ever learn without making those mistakes? Like, you don't just wake up one day and know how to cook. Like, had to make those mistakes. So, for example, my son Desmond has been making himself eggs for quite a bit. He can make himself eggs, and I'm sure he's eaten some shells here and there. <laughs> and he's also he also knows how to cut his steak and and. And use a knife. I know that some parents get weirded out by stuff like that. It's like, if you teach them the first couple of times... I'd rather them know how to do it the right way than to, like, grab a knife one day, like, sneaky, and then cut their finger off. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to teach them safety. Yeah. You got to... Like, look, we had a a, 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 a Ben's house, like, the oh, private chef, and he was, he was showing them how... which. I've been trying to show Danny, but he doesn't listen. He doesn't listen to me. He's gonna. Good chop thing I don't his... have to chop veggies. Goodness, I'm like him. this guy's gonna chop his finger off one day. But um, he was teaching them the right way to hold the fruit or the whatever it is that they're chopping, so that they don't cut their fingers off. So involve them in the cooking process, and also children are gonna be way more prone to try something that they helped make than you just putting something on the table for them eat. You know, so. Getting remember, them involved is very important. And we should talk about the. Do you remember when we originally learned this? Remember what it's from? No, there's so many sources. Eat like a dinosaur. Eat like a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, that was paleo like parents. Back to the so paleo parents. Back in the day, we're talking about five years ago. Um, we read this book, and it, and it, that was our first time that we were like, you know, Desmond was really small. And we we're like, we're gonna do this. We're gonna get our kids involved. involved yeah. So, um, by the way, get that book. If you have kids eat like a dinosaur, Yeah, it is paleo, but you're going to get real food stuff in there. You know, we're going to, we're going to put that in the product section for sure. Yeah, like we should, for sure. Recommend. 
uh, on the site. Um, so it's, it's really empowering. And um, a lot of the stuff, we have to give our kids opportunities to, to be responsible and to do stuff. You know, we have to do that because they have to learn. So, um, all right. Now, here is, this is arguably as important as number one, modeling behavior, I think. What? The one I'm, I'm about to talk about. And this we'll, is we'll the most important thing for everyone ever. Yeah. We have moved towards... Um, with you know, because keto is like let's lower there's the a, carbs. There's many ways to keto, guys. We we all know this. You can you can do keto. You can eat hot dogs and burgers and, and lose a ton right? of you know fathead pizza. You can lose a ton of weight doing that. But it's it's more than just macros. It's more than just weight. It's it's about your life, and that's what the whole fat fueled family thing is about. It's, it's about your gut health. It's about longevity. It's about balance and like and I don't I hate that word. I'm not talking about balanced diets. I'm talking about like. <laughs> balanced hormones uh you know your body thriving yeah balanced stress levels balance yeah balanced cortisol levels everything functioning the right way because yeah. that's the whole point you know like weight loss that's cute and everything but that's not that's only going to get you so far if you know and that's why like with the whole carnivore thing for me it's like well i do change the way i look for sure because when i'm carnivore i'm just like shreddy all the time but um yeah, me too I just do carnivore for like just, four days and I'm just like, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just optimal general, yeah. like ready to chase a lion. I don't know. <laughs> but, but yeah, so the whole thing is, is eat real whole foods. Like Ali Miller says, if, if it took a, someone in a lab coat to make it, um, and you can't pronounce what it is, it's not food period. Yeah. Just or not. like for a, a perfect, a, a perfect example of a food would be like erythritol. Like, yep. Yes, I might have it still here and there, holidays and stuff, but some people are having it every single day. And it's derived from corn, but it doesn't look like corn. Like, can you make that in your kitchen from corn? You oh, can't. You would need like, Ali, like the way like Ali Miller says, a Breaking Bad, you know, <laughs> setup and your trailer with like all like a mask and like Beakers. a serious chemical thing has to occur for you to turn corn into a white, odorless powder substance. So. Yeah close to real food as possible. And, um, so yeah, so now when we make treats, you know, we're trying to like stray away from the sweeteners and, you know, use like one banana, Ooh, one or, whole banana in a recipe. Or, or, or let's talk dates. about Sunday. I made, I made, um, keto pancakes on Sunday, which was, it's a simple recipe. It's, um, cream cheese, eggs, uh, coconut flour and baking powder. That's it. And a little bit of vanilla, a splash of vanilla for oh, them. I did banana. but you didn't have it. No, did I you? didn't actually. Yeah, so I usually um, have bites, but I didn't have a bite that day. <laughs> so, um, and but what we used to do is the sucralose, you know, like the 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 sugar free syrup. And what we've been doing again, you're going to hear Ali a lot. Seriously, if you're not following Ali Miller, if you're not listening to Naturally Nourished, and if you're not, uh, if you haven't Read purchased every single book, yeah, the anti anxiety diet, we're both into it. I'm just a little bit ahead of you. I'm not that far ahead because, of course, when this happened, yeah, um, life went on pause. Uh, we we really recommend it because um, Ali's just Ali's got it figured out, and Ali's also like us in the sense that she she puts this stuff on her story. She shows what she's doing with her daughter. And so, you know, taking some maple syrup, putting it in a little, um, you know, glass cup, mixing you know, glass. mixing glass uh, and mixing it with a little bit of gelatin and water to water it down. You do one to one, one to one maple syrup and water. So water it down because, yes, it does have a lot of sugar. So you dilute it. And here's the thing with the sweeteners. Another reason why it's bad is because they're like a million times sweeter than actual sugar. So it really messes up your palate. And it makes, you're not going to taste the sweetness of a macadamia nut yeah. eating those sweeteners all the time because your palate is so just like desensitized. It's, hyper, it's yeah. desensitized. So by doing this, it's, it, it is so much better. Like those zucchini muffins that we make that only have one whole banana in the whole recipe, they, they don't taste sweet. They don't, they don't at well, all. They, they, they do, do to us, yeah. but like they don't. Have that like like if you were to put erythritol on that, it would taste very sweet. And like we're trying to get away from that, like channeling savory, like she says, channel savory. Yeah. And so, um, so whole foods, it's all about whole foods, you know, because food, like Ali says again, food is medicine. You know, food could be the best medicine, or it can help drive all disease. types of disease. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we we're fat fueled family. 
we do have we we follow a high fat low carb diet and um but we're very focused on um, the quality of food we weren't always this way and if you want to start off the other way we totally cool just keep in mind that you know the more you put this off the harder it's probably going to be and you know in our opinion the best health and the best outcomes are going to come from a real whole foods approach so like a keto but Think of paleo. If you were paleo before, we or gotta you, marry those two together. Yeah, those two those keto two? paleo. Those two are just yeah. the ultimate. So why don't we talk about um, number seven? Okay, so um, number seven would be uh, education. So for anyone, it doesn't have to be. Obviously, this is fat fueled family. So we're talking a lot about our kids um, and educating them. So your spouse never, it could be your spouse. It could your be parents. your spouse or your parents. Um, definitely your parents, which they probably won't listen to you. But okay, just send them over here. <laughs> Um, yeah, they'll listen to us before they listen to you. True. Um, and so I'll send my parents to you because yeah, they, they, they don't listen, they to, don't us listen to us either. <laughs> well, actually, that's not true. Actually, my, not true. My dad, little by little, it eventually. took him several months. You know, he's still really bad at reading labels. Like, if he were to put half the effort, he's so funny. He into so food, surprised. yeah. Like, I'm like, I go to Is his house. I'm like, your coconut milk is sweetened you all you had to do was like, look what yeah and i'm like but did you read read the label <laughs> you know it's unfortunate when you're you got your parents on board and they're not they're sabotaging themselves without knowing it yeah so that that's important you know educating yeah. them talking to them not like i said not proselytizing it, it has to be the number one rule of communication is people will only listen to um solicited information so if, if if it's unsolicited if they didn't ask for it don't tell them seriously just that's don't. why my mom doesn't listen yeah <laughs> she never asks and i'm like why are you eating this but she kind of is like i'm sick of feeling this way i'm sick and that's then... why i tell her yeah, yeah but anyways okay so um same thing with the kids dude i i make make your kids go read the label hey mom can i have this well i don't know why don't you go tell me what's inside of it go read the label go tell me what the ingredients are go tell me the sugar but how much sugar does it have? What are the ingredients? That's the Socratic method right there because you're not telling them that it's wrong. You're letting you're asking them, them decide. questions and then they're going to come up with the answer. They will come up with the answer. They'll be like, oh no, this high fructose corn syrup, this is the first, no, yeah. unacceptable. Um, also talking to your children or family, um, whoever it is that you're trying to educate about um, all the information that you've researched and sending people studies, you know, about how food can drive disease, how certain diets can help prevent, or I hate to say cure, but like something like type two diabetes is literally cured with a, at the a very ketogenic least, diet. At the very least, go into remission. You go into remission. Whatever you, yeah. Choose whatever word, you know, I know I'm not symptoms. a doctor. So you I cure can do all I the symptoms of, of the disease that you have, you know? And, and of course talk about the other part because we do, we, we ask them questions when they, when they suggest things or they ask for things, we ask them questions. You mean about like the goals? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's another thing that we, um, about the education part is how our food choices affect goals. Um, so goal setting is a thing and you know, it, well, it is for us. It's not for everyone, but it should be a thing and it should be something that you start implementing. Not crazy. We don't want our kids to be burnt out by the time that yeah, and I don't, I don't think, I don't want people to think that we're this crazy. We're, we, I think we're pretty good at showing the good and the bad. You know, we don't have these charts here all over the place or anything. Okay, we unschool. Okay, enough said. <laughs> yeah, like, unschool literally. is like you know, no curriculum, very or very little or whatever we choose. The curriculum is what the child chooses. But in general, but we do, we do ask. You know, like like the other day, I'll, I'll give an example. I, I asked Desmond. I said, "How do you spend your day right now?" And he says, "This, this, this, and this." I said. If you were doing the same thing six months from now, mm -hmm. would that make you happy? Exactly. And he said, no. And I said, okay, then what do you want to do? Okay. Now he's told me what he wants. Now let's talk about how do we get there? You know? And so if he says, hey, can I do this? Then I'll say, well, you, you totally can, but how do you think that's going to affect your goal? Exactly. So like for and him, like he wants to do parkour. Right. You know, if you're going to be doing whatever it was he said that one time, I forgot what it was. Um, he wanted to, I think it was at a party or something. He wanted to do something. And I said, how do you think that's going to affect your goal? He's like, you know what? That's probably not a good idea. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. Um, and then also oh, so just allowing them, well, we're also, okay. So the next one, when it comes to education, um, is just talking to them about immediate 
or delayed gratification. Like this is just, this is temptation. This, this is food. I don't know. Well, I don't know why we separate it, but it's just another form of temptation. So something that's going to feel good. Anybody who's ever eaten a donut knows that you don't feel good when it's over. Like it's super tempting. It is probably the, one of the most tempting foods on planet earth for sure. I get it. But what's that going to do? So it's like immediate gratification versus delayed. And a lot of times the delayed one is much better anyway. So like delay, like eating that donut is going to one for me. Let's just take me for an example. It's probably going to make me feel depressed, anxious, and all types of horrible for like up to two weeks. Like it's just not worth the two minutes if that it even takes that long to get the thing. And let's be clear that this is not that you're going to feel bad because you feel bad that you ate the donut. No, you physically, for you, this is... This. Well, I would also feel bad emotionally because I would feel like, why did I do that to myself again? Yeah. Because I've done this so many times already. So, and just throughout my life doing knowingly harmful things to myself. <laughs> and a lot of it was together. Back <laughs> in our party days, we would like, on a Sunday after a two-day craziness, Miami. this is before we were even together. We were friends. 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 <laughs> We would, you know, Baja Chalupas and what else would we, would we get? Well, we did like the drive-through, uh, what is it called? Like the, the field trip. So like <laughs> yeah. we, would go to, we would go to different ones. So like we wanted Baja Chalupas and then we would go to Burger King to get oh, the Oreo the double, shake. And the double stack. And remember? the double stacker. Yeah. But of course this was, you know, a long <laughs> 2006, time ago. I would never even think about that. But, but so those are the things that we talk about with our kids though. Um, just like that delayed gratification, you know, or like it's going to taste good now, but how are you going to feel, you know? And honestly, here's the thing. We let them do it sometimes. Oh, and you need to, you know what, you know what's the bad. best, you know what's the best teacher, guys? Pain. Yeah. Pain. And you have to let your kids feel that sometimes. Um, and so a perfect example of that is this birthday party we went to where we took Desmond. Um, and look, when we go to birthday parties, we let them be kids, quote unquote. Um, they can, you know, if we know that there's going to be like, pizza or something we might get them a gluten-free pizza because we're trying to minimize damage here but um we did that on sunday we actually did that on sunday but then they'll be able to have cake or something so but anyways this one day there was all types of stuff and we were not prepared cotton candy cotton pizza. candy pizza and he had like all of it within like the first 10 minutes this kid was doubled over in so much pain because here's the thing when you eat this way and by this way i mean the right way so like if you eat um, not, not, not the right way, but well, it is for me, but, um, <laughs> yeah. the healthy diet. So like if you're eating keto and you're not real eating food. sugar, you're clean. eating a real food, a real whole food, clean diet all the time, you, and you eat something bad, it is going to affect you worse. You're right. Um, but it's better than feeling kind of crappy all the time. Yeah. I'd rather like die when I eat one thing than feel crappy all the time to like get my body used to it. I don't understand that mentality yeah, at all. I but don't anyways, understand that either. Like, some people actually argue this, but I don't even care about that at all. If, like I'm like, I, uh, yeah, I want to feel like I can chase an actual line. Thank you. I don't, I don't want to feel okay when I eat bad food. No, I want to feel really I bad. I want my body to work so, properly and tell so me So that's, that's the thing. Bad. When my kids eat anything bad, they feel horrible. And that's the point. Yeah. That's kind of the point. So we allow them to do these things. And then I take that as another learning opportunity. Like he knows right away why he's feeling like that, you know? He's, and he, that, that day, the day in question, he, he was, you know, I was with him because I think we're dealing with Dean because Dean was, you know, you had, you had to be with him anyway. Yeah. And, and, you know, I had to be with him while he sat down and he was like just in a fetal position and he was like, I wish <laughs> I never did it. And he was crying and I, I, I sneaked a few videos. And by the way, I, I asked him for permission before I posted them. So. You know, everything we do. He's like, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Do and I think he even said so other kids can't go through it. He's so know, cute. He's guy. so he's so considerate. Um, and so I asked him, you know, I said, Des, don't don't regret it. You because we always say winners never lose, they learn. And and I said, just remember the way you felt the next time you're presented with this this with this choice. Yeah. And that's what we do. So we're just passing along the information. Yeah. You know? I keep learning. And and I keep trying. Before we go to the <laughs> supplementation, because we, we're going to talk about that, but I wanted to talk about being mindful and how important that is, like to know, you know, kind of know yourself and really you're going to have to, to do that. You really have to like try to understand yourself and your psyche and how, why you do things. I had a stressful hour almost 
picking up our um, prescription for Desmond because he needs a prescription for antibiotics because of his heart condition every time he gets his teeth cleaned. And I was going to like three different um, pharmacies because they all have like, they're all very close within it. And I was going to the wrong, and so I was stressed. And I was also behind and I was driving home. And as I got home, just the idea in my head that popped into my head was like, I want to have an F-bomb. And there's nothing against F-bombs. I love F-bombs. But it's that reason though. Why? Like, why, why do I want? And it's it was because why. I was stressed. And I was and I was honestly a little bit thirsty too. And so I was like, I came here and I had now that's not even in my brain. And trust me, we have like 40 F bombs in the in the um pantry. So it's not like I we have plenty of them. But there's no reason for it. And I'm gonna say this too, because I wanted to say this. Maura, do calories matter? Not that much. Not but, that much. They but, do. Well, eventually they do. they do. No, here's the thing. Eventually they do, but not for from the steak, most. Yeah, for, not from like. steak. Like, eat, but even even with the fat, even I will, with steak, I have yeah. proven. I have proven. But that's because you do fat bombs. So yeah. you're literally drinking coconut oil. You might as well drink butter. <laughs> yeah, and and so that's like what you're doing. when I've done that and I've added like the the, the I've done the fat. And then bombs you eat them all. And you, I eat them all, and I make like a ton. And you and, saw that oil, right? Like yeah. It's like that. straight up like, you, you know, a thousand extra calories of fat. So they, they do you matter do in the wild. Um, eventually. <laughs> never, of course not. Capability. Of course not. So uh, they do matter. They don't matter as much with, especially if you're a carnivore, they just don't. You can, you know, I today, I, I was like, I had some extra egg whites that I used yesterday. We have, you know, $8, 18 pack of eggs. You better believe if I'm going to take egg yolks from that, I'm going to save, save the whites. Those whites. <laughs> so, I, so I actually threw it, I put it in a, in a Tupperware, in a little Pyrex, and then I, I used that extra egg whites in my, in my bowl today. But like, so all of this stuff is, it's important to understand why you're doing this. Before we, so that's Wait, I want to talk about one oh, more yeah. example that's different than yours. Because yours was because you were kind of stressed yeah. when you got home right now with the F-bomb. And I'm sorry to F-bomb because I'm going to use F-bomb because honestly, that's the only treat that we kind of eat around here. And it's, and it's and harmless. And it's because treat. it's harmless. It has no sweeteners. You need to get F-bombs. They're so delicious. Fat-fueled fam at checkout. At checkout for 20%, 20% off. off. Yeah. Yep. So delicious. Um, but anyway, so back to the F-bombs. Um, sometimes we grab stuff out of habit. Yes. Okay. So here's a thing that I do. So pretty much. Eating steak all the time, it can get boring yeah. for sure. That's the one complaint that I get. I need variety. I just am bored. And I feel, I get that too Nisha sometimes. just went through that, Dr. And, Barry's um, wife. She's, she's not fully carnivore because she's... Because she's bored. Yeah. She's bored. Um, and so, and then there's also very few things that I can eat without dying. So one of those things that I can eat that are delicious without dying is F-bombs. So that's like my treat every night. And I allow myself it because... I will continuously lose weight no and matter I'll find, what. I'll find this little F-bomb packet like right next to the couch where she lays and it's just like this little rat got into it. Yeah. So <laughs> before the accident, because the accident kind of screwed everything up with our diet, but um, before the accident, I was doing so good. Like I was feeling so good, doing so strict with like my carnivore, even having like some avocados here and there, but really just meat, eggs, some avocado randomly, and then my F-bombs for, for my little treat every night. Um, but I automatically grab it. Right. So I had like about two nights in a row where I grabbed it and it like sat on the couch with me for like an hour because I was sitting there and I was just like, I'm not hungry. Yeah. I'm not even hungry right now. I have no desire to eat this. Like I just grabbed it and it's, that's the mindful part of it yeah. because you're not being mindful and I wasn't being mindful just grabbing it for what? Like, not that it's bad, but it's like. I'm eating it when I'm not even hungry. Yep. So that's another thing to like just we watch out for. We can't be intuitive if we continue to override our The intuitive bodies. nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, signals. Which yeah. some people are better at it than others. I'm super good at that. But um, but yeah, I just wanted to share that that other, you know, um, example because sometimes it's emotional and then sometimes it's just like a habit, you know, like, oh, I eat this every night. Every night I have an F-bomb, hmm. you know? And so, but then I literally like held on to it for those for that one night and I fell asleep. I think I had it like in the room or something. I'm not surprised you've always fallen asleep. And then I fell asleep and I was like, I didn't even eat the F-bomb. 
So um, let's go thing. to let's go to supplementation. I'm actually kind of proud that it's this one's an hour because the first intro we it was like 30 minutes, but we obviously we talked about Dean and everything, and this is one of the most. I think they're all going to be like this when we start talking about our philosophy. Um, supplementation. Uh, we've both been on different ends of the spectrum. There's been times when Maura's been more supplement heavy. There's been times now that I'm more supplement heavy, but I'm very much focused now on a lot of the stuff that I'm doing is theoretical because I'm like trying to really cover my bases. So, you know, I take L-citrulline, uh, L-citrulline helps clear out uric acid. I'm not saying that I have high uric acid, but it's a possibility with carnivore. Um, you know, another issue that you may have is, is, you know, with, um, homocysteine levels, some people, you know, talk about that. So, you know, methylated B vitamins and, and I add extra B6, um, antioxidant like vitamin e all these things that that um i'm just theoretically doing now and i'm gonna do it for like several months to see what happens to my blood work because ever since my 23 and me i know that i have genetic factors granted the the epigenetics piece is very important and i've overridden my actual genes a lot of them a lot of them don't really actually matter yeah like you know what i mean like it does, and it does matter, but not for you to be super scared. So, like an example of one that people are super scared of is ApoE4 because of Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. But they found populations that have high ApoE4 and no Alzheimer's because they don't. They, they don't meet. activate it. They don't turn it on. Yeah. <laughs> so their diets. Yeah, but we do believe, just as a philosophical point, we believe that supplementation can be a great way to. Um, augment your diet and improve your health and again that's Ali's influence again awesome yeah i don't think there's there's much more to talk about like we can do an episode talking about supplements because i get asked about this all the time yeah like actually we just want to go into because it's like a lot of stuff but um overall i think that's pretty good for our nutrition philosophy as far as an introduction goes yeah yeah hope you guys like this episode um subscribe if you haven't already if you think we're awesome, leave us a five-star review. Don't leave me a one-star review. Please just, don't. Please. I mean, if you I mean, do, if you do, honestly, it's fine. I might read it on the air if it's embarrassing. Yeah. Maybe not, because then people will start leaving them. <laughs> yeah, like just to get on the air. Yeah. Um, But I, I'm glad we got this episode out of the way because we were both kind of like out of it. And, yeah. and now it's back to... Back to normal. Yeah. Trying. So I guess until next time, my love. He's acting like he's not sitting right next to me. Yeah. He's looking at me so weird. (laughs) Okay. Well. All right. Bye, guys. See you guys. See ya.